Hello beautiful people and welcome on Home in a Teacup, the podcast on which we're trying to understand the feeling of homes or conversations around the topic of cultural identity, languages, travel and nationality. Today's guest is none other than Emily de Rien, the president of the English Speaking Society, the English Club of the University of South Brittany. We discussed the reasons which led her to study English and her experience as a girl born in Madagascar who had to adapt to a new country when she arrived in France. Before starting, I'd like to say that none of the speakers are native English speakers, so mistakes can and will probably be made. Do not forget to subscribe if you like this episode and wish to hear more fascinating conversations like this one. Hope you enjoy. Good morning, Emily, and welcome on the home in a teapot. In a teacup <laughs> podcast. Can you please introduce yourself the way you want to? Just say whatever you want about yourself. Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. Um, my name is Emily, as you said. Um, yeah. Um, what uh, other information I can say about myself? I'm. You can say, for example, what are you studying? Mm-hmm. How old are you? Yes. What you're doing in life? Uh, so I'm 18. Um, I'm studying uh, English at university. Third year of the license. Degree. The degree, yes. Um, three, I think they say 3L or something. I Wait, have absolutely L. no idea. <laughs> well, 3L, I think. Mm. Um, and what I do, I, I don't do other things except like... The studies that I do. Yeah. Well, that's very interesting indeed. (laughs) I I think actually the first question I'm probably going to ask is, I'm not sure I've ever asked you this question before. Why did you just study English? Well, um, it's actually funny. Um, English wasn't my first choice. At first I wanted to study Spanish. Um, I really like Spain. Um... I chose uh, to learn Spanish in middle school and in high school, so I really like the language. I went there a few times, but um, I don't know, in high school I started to, I don't know, I was a little bit fed up with the language, I guess. So um, I had this teacher, this English teacher in high school, he was amazing, and um, he made me like learning English, so then I was like, mm, maybe I should, you know, study English. And so I, um, I hesitated between uh, like doing the same studies right now, but in Spanish. So I had uh, the choice uh, between Spanish and English. So I chose English. And why not Spanish then? When I Spanish, oh, well, um, I had this teacher in high school. <laughs> the, the same story you told me. <laughs> the same story, but uh, the opposite because uh, she made me hate learning Spanish. I know that's so sad. Yeah, she was the worst teacher ever. So I was like, I don't want to study Spanish anymore. Um, mm. And in like the first year of university. We, like we know, we had we had the choice to uh, learn a second language, and I was like, maybe I should take Spanish because you know I'm really good at Spanish. But then I was like, no, such so as Russian. <laughs> I had forgotten that. Yeah, mm. and, and now 
it was like the worst thing ever. So now I'm studying Italian, but it's the worst thing ever because I'm confused between Italian and Spanish. So. You know, I don't think I've ever heard you talk in Spanish, like ever. Yeah. yeah. You never talk in Spanish, really. Yeah, no. Just in English. Yeah. You're quite comfortable with English. Yes. Well, I, I think I've forgotten most of my Spanish now, mm. I guess, because it's been so long. And I feel like there's something when you learn a language is that it's so easy to hear English every day with a mm -hmm. series, with movies and just YouTube channels and everything. Whereas in Spanish, I mean, it's probably more popular than other languages, but English is easier to hear, to listen to than Spanish yeah. in everyday life. Yeah, but it's so funny because... You know, right now my my phone it's all in English. Um, the content that I watch on YouTube, uh, Netflix, uh, is all in English. But there was one time where <laughs> in my life where I had many like Spanish stuff, really, or Spanish speaking people. Like on YouTube, there was this channel where there was this guy, kind of like, um, not PewDiePie, but like. Well, squeezy like some kind of um like he did a lot of um um skits on his youtube and mm -hmm. it was all in spanish and it was so funny but like the guy was so buff and kind of like um looked like a bear really <laughs> looks like a what a bear, a bear. <laughs> yeah um, she had a all, bear yeah like he had a lot of hair <laughs> Oh, no. oh, nice. <laughs> and he had like so many views like i think he had like 100 million i have never views. heard of him before yeah but like i think he stopped making videos and it was all in spanish mm. i do have a question is it's i know that you're very comfortable with english and i know that obviously i think it's kind of the same as me it's it's a way that is part of us. We tend to think in English, we tend to talk in English very easily. And I was wondering, do you, what does English make you feel like when you speak in English? Does it change the way you perceive yourself or does it just, Yeah, actually, is it just the same? No, actually it changed uh, how I, it, it changes how I see myself a little bit. I think I'm funnier in English. Mm. <laughs> you know what, I feel like that's the same for me. <laughs> It's so much easier yeah. to make jokes in English. I know, I know. Like, sometimes, I don't know, I'm in a situation with people and there's just, I want to, I want to joke around and there's just, I, I don't I have so many jokes in English. But in French, I'm like the most boring person oh, no, ever. <laughs> like, so, yeah, um, I think now it's more comfortable to to speak english and i don't know sometimes it just comes out like i don't even think about it in situations mm. um yeah other than that i don't think it really changes myself that much like um yeah no i it's still the same yeah i think it feels the same but I, I do get you on the on the funny part <laughs> because I feel like English is so much easier to be dynamic. And yeah. when you talk in English, it's just like you, you just get words out of your mouth so much mm. easily, so much more yes. easily than in French. 
I don't know why. Maybe that's because we are too much aware of the things we're saying in French. Maybe. Whereas in English, we're just like, I don't care. It's not my language anyway. <laughs> True. <laughs> and also, I watch so much content in English, so like on YouTube or TikTok. So I have so many like, I don't know, jokes or uh, things that I can like reference or um, talk about with my friends. But in French, I don't have much mm. um, like memes <laughs> french memes <laughs> and i feel like play on the words are so much easier in yeah. english yeah like true. in french it's so hard maybe that's just because we don't read in french so we don't master mm, the language true. the same way we do master english true but it's just so different yeah it came to a point where i don't sometimes i don't understand jokes in french like no. they have to explain <laughs> to me what they meant <laughs> I know. No, or maybe it's just me. <laughs> I don't know. A mother language. I'm so sorry, French, for everything we've done to you. <laughs> okay, so the thing I want to talk to you. I'm very far from the mic. The thing I want to talk to you mostly today is obviously many people may not know that, but I know that you were born in Madagascar. Yes. And I really want to talk to you about it. Mm hmm. I think the first question I'd like to ask is, what do you think about when you think about Madagascar? What's the first thing that pops into your mind? Uh, I think uh, <clears throat> the first thing that pops in my mind when I think about the country is my childhood, obviously, because um, I have like so many memories from my childhood. Um, yeah, when I, most of the time when I think about the country is also to like um how um <laughs> it's different from here like it's way warmer <laughs> it's always sunny so I often think about about it when I'm cold <laughs> like during the winter I'm always like oh I wish I could go back there because I know it's warm do you miss it I do but um It's not like um it's not um it's not sad, like I'm not sad about it. Mm. But like I'm like I wish I could go back there. I think I w would be able like later in my life. Because, you know, it's just so pretty and different. Mm. But what I miss the most I guess it's the food because it's so hard here to you know, get access to, like, all the, the stuff they have there. Mm. And I know the cuisine. The mm -hmm. cuisine? <laughs> the cuisine is amazing and so tasty. Mm. So, yeah, when I think, I think most of the time when I think about Madagascar, it's about the food or the climate because it's way more comfortable there. <laughs> I feel like one of the first things we actually miss from home when we go abroad is the food. Mm. I think it's part of our everyday life and it kind, of, it kind of brings us back to our roots. Yes. And I do get that. Can you, I, I actually did not say, but can you like explain very quickly to the people listening to us what's your story with Madagascar? Mm -hmm. When yes. When did you arrive in France? Why yeah. did you leave? Mm -hmm. So I was born there in 2004. <laughs> oh, very um, young lady. Yes, very <laughs> young lady. So um, 
my mom married very young and she had me at 21 Mm -hmm. and she divorced my biological father and then she met she met my dad um in Madagascar he's French he's uh, from Brittany and um, he actually went there for like vacation Uh, at first he wanted to go to Cambodia but his friends were like, oh, no, let's go to Madagascar. It's amazing. So he went there um, in 2006 and he met my mom. And Just for the holidays. Yeah, during the vacation. <laughs> and I guess they kind of fell in love. Oh, no way. So they got together. And so I met him when I was like two. And yeah, they, had, they always had the plan to go to France. Um, and so they prepared everything, but then it took a long time, uh, to get the papers and everything. And my mom, um, she got pregnant, uh, twice. <laughs> so in the meantime, <laughs> in, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, the process was very, very long. And finally, um, we, we left uh, in 2015 so now it's been like um I think um seven, seven years. years yeah yes. <laughs> seven years so you were 11 then yeah was it hard to arrive in France um it was hard because it was uh right after my mom died so it was mm. a very difficult dis- uh, situation but it wasn't, uh, yeah, it was hard also to, you know, make new friends. But I was um, uh, used to it because uh, in Madagascar we used to move a lot also. So I, you know, I got friends quickly. I um, adapted, I guess. Mm. But um, yeah, the situation was hard. Um, but yeah, we it got better um, with the years. So now it's all fine Mm. um i was thinking do you consider yourself like you arrived in france when you were 11 Mm -hmm. and obviously it's a big part of your life now but do you consider yourself more of a french person or more of a madagascan person (laughs) (laughs) malagascan <laughs> I, tried to, I looked for the word. I really, I searched for the word, and it said Madagascan. I'm not sure about no, the pronunciation, though. That's the wrong word. Okay, say so, what's the right word? Malagas. Malagas. Okay. okay. <laughs> for those who didn't know, I didn't before. Also, in French, it's Malgache. So, for the people who say Madagascarian, that's. <laughs> That's not the right word also. So please don't say that. General knowledge minute. <laughs> yes. That's a very hard question, actually. I know, that's the reason why I'm asking you. Uh, yeah, I never... Well, I, I won't say I never thought about it. Um, it I guess it depends on um, the situation. Um because obviously I'm French, I have a uh, French nationality, it's been years that I've lived here. Um, I grew up here in a way because I was 11, so, you know, I it's been a very long time. Um, <clears throat> um, it's hard uh, to say, well, it's hard to, like, um, 
say a definite thing because um I have uh so much memories there. I was born there, so like it's uh, a big part of who I am. But also it's been so long that I've lived here like um the culture everything um you know I'm used to it. Um I kind in a way I identify to it. Um because you know I I guess I've kind of uh not adapted but I I picked up all of the you know the cultural habits yeah exactly so um i think that if i go back to madagascar i i won't have uh as i won't fit in as much as i did when i was young but i still also as a french person have so much of um the things that i've picked up in that culture they're still part of me too and they also like you know um have a heavy impact on who i am also and how i process stuff how i think about stuff so yeah it's really hard um to answer that question mm, i'll say i'm uh, i guess i'm both because you know my family is also like you know uh, i don't know if i can say that but uh, multicultural I guess because my my dad is French and Technically my mom it is. is yeah my mom is uh from Madagascar so well I have this family who's from there and with all this culture and so yeah um I guess both because <laughs> mm. uh, I think it's very hard to say um one thing or the other also I guess it also sometimes um when i have uh friends from madagascar also when i'm with them it's really easy to connect um on that part and i really like feel connected like to my country the culture and everything but when i'm with french people there's not um well depends on the people but um i don't feel like a stranger or anything so yeah hard question <laughs> <laughs> that's why we love them <laughs> i i heard that there were two official languages in madagascar do were you do you learn how to talk both both or were you just talking french there no i learned uh at first to speak uh well malayas the the um uh, my mother tongue <clears throat> But um, I actually didn't know how to speak French because there's, I I didn't check up, but um, I'm not sure. Well, if you did your research, uh, if there's two um, official languages, the thing is, um, people don't. Most of the people don't. Well, can speak a few words in French and can understand basic French but uh, there's a big part of the country who doesn't speak French also and so um, I didn't uh, learn French uh, when I was young but uh, with my dad I learned how to speak French like um, I remember when I was young I would used to like ask my mom how to say a word and then repeat it back to him you know um, <clears throat> but then I <clears throat> when I went to school um, I, um, enrolled in 
uh, French schools and French-speaking schools. So I learned uh, to speak French at school. So, well, uh, now French is like, you know, I'm comfortable in French. And I've, I've <laughs> spoken French for a very long time. But actually, I didn't uh, grow up learning French at first. Mm. So that was different to you then, then you started speaking French. Did you start speaking French to your stepdad? When you met your stepdad? Well, at first I couldn't talk to him because I didn't know French. But then, like, I, yeah, I learned a few words um, and then at school also. So that's how I learned how to communicate mm. with him. Are your brothers as close as you are to that part of your life, to that part of your Actually, culture? Actually, no. Because You've never talked to them about it? Oh, we, we do. Like, they know where they're from. Um, they know that they're mixed, that uh, we're from Madagascar and stuff. But um, my... <clears throat> so, uh, the, the younger one, he was, like, one year old when we left, and the other was five. So um, they have to have like a few memories, but very few. So they are not as connected with Madagascar as I am because they didn't uh, get to really remember stuff. And even I, I don't remember it that much because I was mm. so young too. Do they, do they ever ask questions? Like... Oh, yes. Uh, yes, they do. We have... Um, a lot of pictures and they see themselves when they were there um yeah they are very curious <laughs> and they also have like um um sometimes they remember stuff that are not true so we correct them and stuff <laughs> mm. i was wondering so you're wait how do you say it again not madagascan uh malagas malagas part your malagas part in your family was technically your mom. Mm -hmm. uh, now that she's gone, do you try to kind of keep that connection to your to your homeland? Yes, um, I still talk to um, some people in my family, like not regularly, but a bit. Um, our relationship was difficult, so we don't talk much. Um, also, I have friends from Madagascar, so. Um, I can connect um, through that um, also through the food even though it's really hard to you know mm. um, get access to it um, I have an uncle who we really love very much who lives there and we often talk he often sends us gifts and things like that um, <clears throat> um, I tried for some time to relearn the language on YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> Tutorial videos? Yes, uh, there's this teacher and she was like, yeah, let's uh, learn um, Managas with me. And I was like, yeah, but well, it was really hard to follow every day. Mm. So I should get back to it. Like I should try to learn again. If you want if to. If I have some time. I really want to, but actually I don't have that much time to just sit and like really really study hard you know yes i get that have you kept any traditions in your home for example 
I don't really know the Malagas culture. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. But are there any traditions like um, holiday that mm. you keep that you keep on celebrating in your home? Um, we don't because um, like most of the holidays are um, similar. There are some things that are different. But they are very like um, big events that it's really mm. hard to throw them. And also because um, we don't really uh, keep up much with my family there. So it's like we won't like celebrate like all those big things. Like what I mean is, for example, um, uh, the Day of the Dead. I don't know if how... If that's how you say it in English, like, the, oh, I see what you mean. Like, I have absolutely no idea how you say that in English. <laughs> <laughs> like the the day we celebrate the dead people. Yes, uh, and so there's like this big celebration, and there's this thing. Um, I don't know how to say it in English, but uh, <laughs> we also <laughs> it's called le retournement des morts. So I wouldn't know how to say I, that. Um, when you mean like like they, they, they turning in their tomb, <laughs> is that what you mean? They yeah they like they unbury the people, and they change the cloth that they are. Um, are they doing that? Yes, and to dead people. Yes, Whoa. and and it's a and yeah and it's a very like religious thing. It's a big it's a big um, a party also in a way, um, and so I've never seen it and. Uh, My friend who sent it, she says, oh, you're so lucky because that's traumatizing. I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, yeah. not every dead yeah, look but, quite nice but after being buried. The, the, the meaning is that uh, you change the cloth you are in and um, you're, you're, it's to allow them to um, stay close, like their soul to, you know, stay mm. close to... The people and stuff like that um so there are so these things are big celebrations like that go on for days and stuff like that so are they doing that every year um i don't remember if they do that every year but i know it happens Because at some point the yeah like, yeah i don't i don't think they do that every year um but that's a thing and well um it's a very big thing so It's an example of why we can't do it also, <laughs> you know? <laughs> why aren't you doing it at home? <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> so, yeah, there, uh, there are many uh, things like that. Also, um, um, funerals or big parties like that, you know? So we can't um, follow the traditions like that. Mm. But, like, you know, we have a Christmas, things like that. Is that Christmas there? Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's actually, well, uh, yeah, um, Christian country. I would say because Catholic and Protestants, mm. they don't like each other. <laughs> <laughs> no way. <laughs> so, yeah, and also, it's uh, there are Muslims who live there also. I saw that there were many religions, yes. like official religions yeah. in the country. Yeah, Christian, Muslim, um, also small other like religions um, that are not like you know the main 
three, I would mm. say. Do you feel like the fact that it's an island, do you feel like that change, changes the mindset of people there? Yes, it does. Tell me all about it. There's this funny thing where, I don't know if it's all of the people there, but I know I had that mindset before. It's that we don't feel African. We feel like we're our own not species, but we are our own thing. Continent, yeah, or, or actually continent, yeah. Uh, some people feel like Madagascar is uh, like this. Um, I don't know. Depends how many uh, how many continent you think there are, but like, like it's another. It's a it should on be its own. another official continent because I'm a bit small for that, but <laughs> yeah. But it's when you think about it, it's not like ridiculous because mm. the people are so um culturally uh physically um different um the biology the everything is so unique there so mm. yeah but isn't that the case for many countries yeah but i'm going to be the voice of the devil here mm. <laughs> the the main point is that that um it's about how we look and because it's so f the story of of the island is actually so interesting because it was colonized by africans and also a southeast asians so yeah so there are people in madagascar who look like uh part african who are black and etc and there are people who look asian who are like not white but have lighter skin um with um straight hair and so it's it's so diverse it's so different it's so unique and that's why people feel like we are our own thing we are not african <laughs> we are different you know so yeah i i actually when i first came to friends people were like oh you're you're from africa and i was like oh what? No? It's <laughs> not Africa. Is Madagascar part of Africa? <laughs> what? You know what? That's so funny because so a few days ago I recorded an episode with two uh, girls from South Africa, which is going to be the third episode of this podcast for the people listening to us. Listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> we talked about the fact that South Africa was so diverse mm -hmm. and the fact that there was so many different ethnicities and languages and people looked different, spoke different languages and everything. And actually it kind of they told me at some point I remember they told me they were like what well, I think they feel like it's kind of the same for many African countries. That diversity that mm -hmm. they have because of colonies, because of of migration and everything. Mm-hmm. I agree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Obviously. I mm -hmm. mean, but that's true that when you think about Madagascar, we think about Africa, but we do think about the country on its own as well yeah. because it's an island. Yes. And uh, yeah. And when you think about it, the fact that it's an island. Second largest, by the way. Yeah. No, not second uh, largest. Wait. Fifth. Second largest island country after Indonesia. Yeah. But mm -hmm. <laughs> I think it's like the fifth island, like mm. just island. Uh, well, what I was going to say, um, 
yeah, the fact that it's an island is also one of the main arguments as to why it should be a continent because it's because it's an island, it's uh, isolated, so it can't, you know, mm. share. Well, it's harder to to have a connection yeah. with the other continent. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just like technically, just like Australia and yeah. all those islands around Australia, exactly, which is quite different. I feel like it's always complicated when it's an island. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a very different mindset from the countries who share boundaries with other countries mm-hmm. who share borders with mm-hmm. other countries yes okay well we're gonna get to the signature question of this <laughs> podcast oh except if you have other things to say mm, no you can go on all right get ready very important question you have to get into the mindset okay <laughs> what does home mean to you and where is it you know what, before coming today, you thought about it. Yes. <laughs> oh, yes, I love that. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> <laughs> because once again, it's a very hard question. I, I know, I mean, only yeah. ask hard questions. Yes, you do. And <laughs> actually, it's uh, something um, that um, has been... Uh, a very big question in my life um, because um, you know I told you earlier I when I'm in France I don't feel like a stranger I don't feel like a foreigner, a foreigner um, because I've lived here for so long but the question is really hard because um, um I'm gonna say this. Let me think about it. <laughs> Take your time. <laughs> um, in my life, I've been moving around so much. There've been there's been people who've um, come in my life and they went away in many different ways. So it has been really hard to have someone or some people and just. Um, you know, stuck to them for a very long time. Um, and uh, so I know that um, the feeling of home is something that I've um, always wanted because, um, but especially with people, not especially, not uh, specifically in the place, but with people because... Um, I know when my mom died, it was hard to, um, at first, um, at first it was hard to, um, you know, be left alone with um, my brothers and my dad, and I know that I wasn't close with my dad, Um, I didn't really know much about him yet, Um, we, we didn't really connect, and so coming to another country, well, well, it was fast to, you know, get to know people. It was hard because when I went home, um, I didn't have this thing that I always knew and that um, and these people that I that I knew from a very long time. And so you, I didn't have this thing to 
that was constant, you know? Mm. So because of that, it was hard to, um, to, to, you know, have this, um, like, well, the feeling of home was really hard to, to find, to find and to get in my life. Um, and also when I went through, um, you know, rough, uh, times in my life, it was especially difficult to, um, have this thing that that was constant and that could mm. be like well there's some shit going on but you have this thing that was that was always going to be there it was really hard but recently it changed a bit like i'm in a period of my life where things are starting to be positive and you know? to settle yes and i hope it's going to settle for a very long time <laughs> <laughs> So um, now I'm starting, you know, I'm starting to understand my father better. I'm starting to connect with him better. Um, we understand each other better than before. Also, I think it was uh, really rough for both the both of us to go through grief, and especially for him, like he re- he's uh, processing was so different from mine. So. Now that um, it's starting to, you know, be positive and stuff, I find myself sometimes being like, oh, I want to go home to my dad and, you know, spend time there. Something that before it was so hard to even imagine myself going back to my dad's because uh, it was just such a negative environment for me. And... So I think uh, for me, the feeling of home is not um, a place specifically. It's more the people. And now um, um, I understand that um, it can be family too. Because when it was so negative, I felt like uh, I could only feel connected to friends. And Your chosen family. Yeah. And it was so hard when, you know, stuff didn't go well with my friends. Because sometimes some relationships, they only last for a couple months, a couple, like, a year. And then people go, you know, it's part of life. So it was really difficult for me to process that when I was younger. Because I felt like, um, you know, I, I, I kind of... It was so hard to let people go because I felt like um, because I wasn't really connecting that much with my family that I only had those people. But when it didn't last long, it was hard to let those relationships go. So I'm really glad now that um, I can feel that kind of way with my family because those are the people that actually really stuck with you for a very long time. Technically, yes. Yes, like you <laughs> they can't, are. like you can't just you know let them go. Well, you can. I they always come back at some point. Yeah, exactly. Because I noticed for some time, um, when I first uh, enrolled in at uni, I was like, well, I want to go away in another city and I want to see them. Leave my house. Yes, I <laughs> be independent. Exactly. <laughs> And when I went and I had to sometimes uh, go home, I was like, no. And I just stayed there for a few days and um, 
yeah, it was rough. But yeah, uh, the fact that they always come back, it's <laughs> they better be good. You can't get you? rid of them. <laughs> yeah, the family is always there. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's better now. Um, so you'd say that's your home then? Yeah, yeah, I would say that. But also myself. Oh, that's beautiful. Yes, because home is in yourself. Yes, because yes, because slay. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, because because uh, now I think part of why I can connect with my family better is also because I can understand myself better, um, and so because I understand myself and understand how I work and understand my emotions and why I feel that type of way sometimes. It helped me understand how when my when I put um I put myself in my father's shoes, how he would you know react to certain things and how he mm. would process uh, some things. So that's why home is also in yourself, because you can't love other people if you don't love yourself first. You know. So home is about love then. I think it's about love. It's about feeling comfortable. It's about feeling confident with your environment, healthy in your environment, and with the people and the things surrounding you. It's yeah. It's more of a feeling. I know that's yeah. isn't like if I'm asking that question because we don't really have any translation in French. Yes, we don't. We do have it. We're going to say à la maison, mm. but I feel like you're kind of losing the sense, the meaning mm-hmm. that it has in English. The fact that it's really a feeling. Mm-hmm. We talk about le homeliness. I mean, it depends whether American or British. Oh. <laughs> when, when in British English, when we talk about homeliness, we talk about the fact that you feel cozy and the home in the place. And we don't really have that translation in French. Oh, yeah, we don't. No, we don't. Yeah. That's a shame. That, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, thank you very much, Emily, for answering all those complicated questions, which I prepared in advance. <laughs> I'd like to say <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> And well, thank you all beautiful people for listening to that podcast. And I hope you enjoyed that moment with Emily Derian. And well, see you for another episode. Goodbye.